If you could be a file type, which one would you be? JPEG. P PDF. MP4. PNG. People that don't know file types about to be like, what? I feel like everybody knows at least one file type. Yeah. I hope so. Well, from the ones that we said, I mean, JPEG, I think everyone knows what <laughs> yeah. that is. It's basically a picture. Mm -hmm. Amber, that's the one you chose? Yes. Why? Um, because I know limited file types and that was one <laughs> of the ones that I know. What other ones do you know? <laughs> I knew all the ones. I knew PNG and I kind of wish I would have said PNG. Um because that's the coolest. PNGs are fire. Yeah. They're so useful. That's like, that's the best one. And I should have said it, but I will stick by my answer. I mean, my life story, right? <laughs> Everyone just wants to be me. It's okay. No one picked the uh, controversial one. Mm -hmm. Which one? GIF. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait what, was, what was the one you picked? That's a file uh, type? Yeah, it's a file type. Oh, I didn't know that. Dot GIF. I, I feel like dot tiff is a, is a harder file type though. Those are the most annoying ones. What does Tiff? that go in? It's it's useful. Well, Photoshop. it goes in. Well, you can use it in Photoshop, but it's really useful in a lot of design elements. So, like for printing, um, especially when it comes to clothing, like uh, and and banners and things like that, a TIFF file is great. It can be really large too, so mm -hmm. it's really useful. What was the one you went with? I said MP4. MP4, mm. a, a video. video, video, always dealing with MP4s, and the it's been very helpful. For me. <laughs> the so. vlog god. Yeah. yeah. Before. We got Divya here with us. Divya, what'd you pick? PDF. PDF, a Photoshop document. Um, the most uneditable and most difficult document of all times, if I'm being completely honest. Well, you know, I I was thinking you picked Photoshop because you PDF. Or not PS. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. PD uh, PS not PSD. PDF. PDF. Yeah. Okay, PDF is okay, still okay. Adobe. Right? Yeah. They like made that. Adobe Acrobat. Yeah, but like people associate PDFs with like an official version of a paper that is easily sent. You know, you said uneditable? Yeah, they're the most difficult things to edit. Like you have to get a PDF editor, download or convert that. No, 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 no. There's, a tool, there's a tool in Adobe Acrobat that you can literally yeah, change all the text, Mac, do whatever you want. MacBooks don't have Adobe Acrobat that comes you with the system. You have to download it and yeah, pay have, for it. Yeah, if you have CC. Creative Cloud. Yeah, but go. the average person doesn't have Creative Cloud. Correct. I'm not going to expose a lot because this goes into a lot of my work, but let's just... Uh, PDFs I mean, are very editable. PDFs are just... <laughs> but for the average person who's not paying for yeah. a system, I see what she's saying. It's like whenever we have like school documents that go around or like any work stuff and someone's like, oh, how do I convert this to a Word doc? And I'm like, I don't know, just Google it. Like PDF to Word doc converter or something. And then it just screws yeah. everything up. Everything's out of shape. Text boxes everywhere. Let me tell you yeah. why PNGs are incredible. PNGs are transparent mm -hmm. if, if you want them to be, right? And whatever you don't want transparent doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they could trick you. You look up on Google Images, <laughs> they a PNG, can. and you see the little mm -hmm. uh, the checker, the the checker boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's not actually a PNG. <laughs> Bruh, that was the worst. If by, When you download it and you're like, okay, cool, I got it. And you're like, why is there a white line behind it? Now you can tell if it has the checker thing. It's mm -hmm. not it. Yeah. You have to like click on it. Well, and it's, then it's how the interface yeah. works. So Google used to be that you couldn't tell. It would just be a white background. 
Now, if you click it, it and it's white originally, but then it shows the boxes, then it's a PNG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it could still be a PNG, but transparent as, yeah, yeah. as far as that. And uh, yeah. Wait, I'm also shocked no one said MP3. MP3s Waves are, nice. are better. Waves are, Waves better. are way Waves better. Waves are better. Yeah. Oh, slowly drifting. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shamir. I'm Dot for us. I am Amber.com. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have Divya, aka Divi Dubai, with us, um, and, and we'll talk about why she's here in a yep. minute. And this is the strangest and greatest podcast in the game. This is brought to you by LF Theory. If you'd like to email us or send us your music, Strange Flavors Podcast at gmail.com. You can get your dope Strange Flavors merch at strangeflavors.store. And if you'd like to support this podcast with a link down below in the description, you can join Strange Flavors Town. Strange Flavors Town includes Barber's Bagels, Cassie's Cupcakes, Airhus, Icy's Freehus Flaffles, Uslam's Apples, Shamil Shawar. Divi Dubai. Well, we're we've been calling her Dinga this. uh, (laughs) It's not even the weekend. uh, This week, because she wrote on our board over there. So rudely, where we write all of our information, you just says hire Dinga as influencer (laughs) and tour manager. Like, and then she's like, tell uh, Dinga that you love her every night. I feel like Dinga could be like a bad word in a different language. You could very obviously tell that says Divya, not Dinga. Like in that first one? No. It looks like Dinga, but I'm glad that that's how I, I read it because we had, we've been using that in a really <laughs> useful way where we made an entire like. Country uh, out of it. A country, but like a, a type of people, like yeah. a race of people. And we were. Um, out all day and and deciding who would be a dinga, who'd be a dingu, who'd be a dingy, who would be a dingatramus or something like that. Dingatron. Dingatron. Like, the religious institution would be called the dinagogue <laughs> and like all these incredible things. Like world building is so cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like Marvel, Disney. Okay. You know how they built their own- We were surrounded by a lot of that, that today. Well, we, were, we were surrounded by a lot of that today. Dinga yeah. world. Dinga. Like it's coming up. It's called Dingistan actually. Oh, oh, I like that. Okay, well, Divi Dubai mm-hmm. is here in Maryland mm-hmm. from Forcing New York. Forcing us to go to Six Flags on a Thursday at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I mean, when else would you go? There was literally no line. Sorry, we finished- didn't mean to mess it up. I'm just saying that's what she does. <laughs> Divi Dubai came into town and that's what she has us doing. Go ahead, continue your introduction. No, no, no you're good. I was um, basically... She has been on a podcast with us before where we learned a lot about her. One of the main things being that she knows like 10 languages, um, is from Dubai, but uh, you were studying at like NYU mm-hmm. uh, for some time. Most recently, this incredible thing happened in your life uh, where you were managing an artist known as Tesher, um, who is just blowing up all over the world with his hit Jalebi Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been incredible because under your wing, we've, we've known like how, you know, you work when it comes to, uh, promotion and marketing and these things behind the scenes in your work already. Um, but then to see it unfold with a real sort of artist and see that in like live in the world of like YouTube, it's picking up all these hits and then on Spotify and TikTok is taking over the world. Like millions of feature. Yeah, millions of streams, like 4 million views on YouTube, like all that. Yeah. Genuinely resonating in so many countries across the world as like a hit. Like 
first of all, congratulations on all mm-hmm. the success with that. Thank you. Congrats. Let's take it back a little bit. Like what was kind of, you know, the beginning stages of this relationship? Did you see potential in it and, and seeing it going this far? Yeah, I mean, um, so you guys know I've been doing stuff in the creative space since freshman year in college, and that's how I met you guys, Um, had you at a dance competition that I was at. So that was kind of the humble beginnings of me in this space, working events. Like you always enjoyed that. Yeah, I always enjoyed it and was a part of it since like high school. Would put on, like I put on, was on prom committee, um, had like spirit week, stuff like that. And I always knew I enjoyed like doing stuff that brought people together. Mm -hmm. And then I came to New York to go to college, realized that there wasn't a lot of Desi stuff happening. So I was like, cool, how do I bring my people together? How do we put Desi people on and make sure that we're being noticed? People want to listen to the music. People want to come out and dance. They want to go out. They want to spend time with each other. Um, Going to the club is fun in New York, but meeting Desi people is more fun, you know? Like You like making the connections and and seeing how it can be productive instead of just meet once and then it's done. Yeah, do it for the culture, you know? So... For the culture culture t-shirt on too. Mm -hmm. Shout out Roots Gear. Shout Mm -hmm. out Roots Gear. Yeah, Tanmith. But I think every single person that I've met and encountered along the way has kind of led into this opportunity and and taught me everything that I know from like Brown Girl, part of culture, just every experience that I had while I was in college brought me to this point that when I started working with Tesher, I was like, you know, maybe I'm not ready to be a manager just yet because I haven't done that before. But I think as we kept working together, I was like, that's the most logical step in the right direction after events, after working with artists, doing like hospitality, you know, putting events on operations, logistics, literally everything kind of brought me to this point now where I'm like one person to the world. Well, I want to ask you like, you know, you've been working with a lot of people in the process, but like, did you know when you met Tesher that like, oh, this is the one or was it like, let me try on this one and see what I can do? No, I definitely think it was like, this is the one because we shared the same vision. It was very apparent as we started to like have conversations about music, about culture, about how we grew up and and what was like treading the line of cultural appropriation or what was appropriate to be put on, um, how we could present South Asian culture in the right way. It was very, very apparent right off the bat that this like the synergy was incredible. So mm. that's that's when I was like, yes, 100 percent. Yeah. And then when you, you know, started to figure out when it comes to managing his music, uh, trying to work with labels and all of that, like, how did you know how to do that? So I, I minored in the business of entertainment, media and technology at NYU when I was there for undergrad. Never was always creatively inclined because I grew up dancing, always like went to auditions, had been a part of like worked with different contracts, been in shows, things like that. So been exposed to that world since a very young age. But I think this one was a little bit different where I had to like draw on all my skills that I learned in school, stuff that I knew from dance, from my mentors, people that I've, I look up to that work in this space. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just learning kind of on the journey, but also being smart about the decisions that you make and applying all the knowledge that you have from the interactions that you have with people across different industries. It doesn't like contracts are the same, whether it's entertainment, media, technology, finance, whatever, it's, you kind of have to use best judgment and make sure that, you know, you're working and moving in the right direction forward and not getting chipped while you're at it. Yeah. When these like big names start to come up, you know, you're working with all these different labels, you're getting pitched different ideas. Um, and then you start working with collabor- collaborations like Jason Derulo ultimately ended up on, you know, the, the remix mm-hmm. and which is the one that's like blowing up a lot now everywhere. 
how do you keep your cool and like know that, okay, this is how I'm supposed to deal with AJ Cinderulo or whatever other artists and, and labels that you, you know, were working with, especially being in such a small seat? Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that is to be learned from this experience that everyone kind of has their own skills and their own talents and everyone's there for a reason. Like no one was in that room for like fun as in that they didn't belong there, but everyone that came together there was there because they had something that either was a talent, was a skill. They were like a set designer, a stylist or whatever. And every single talent was needed to be there it's not that one was more one was less I think all of us coming together at that point was like we're doing this to create something together as a team and it really did take a whole village I mean like from set design styling choreography production the steady cam we had like a lot of talent on talk about the music video for it the music video specifically but also even like the the back end from the label side right there's Mm -hmm. marketing there's like legal there's finances there's a and r there's so many different people that are involved and it's not it's not like one person is better than the other but you it's like you all are part of everyone belongs everyone belongs there and i mean that's that's when you kind of tread the the space of respect and you know making sure that you respect like there's some days where we were literally cleaning up sets versus Mm. like some days where i'm like choreographing and doing big things and you like on some days you do the the least and some days you do the most and and everyone kind of just goes through those motions yeah and 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 you mentioned with that like with where you know when it comes to these big rooms that you often are the only woman but also on top of that being a brown girl Mm -hmm. what was that experience of like you and tesher versus like these huge massive labels mm-hmm. with like millions of dollars and all of that. Mm-hmm. Was it scary? Was it intimidating? Did you feel like you were respected? Yeah, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, yes, it was intimidating. But again, you'll never go anywhere if you don't push yourself out of your comfort zone. And, and every single time that I'd, I'd, I'd be in one of those rooms, I'd be like, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for this opportunity because like this is my chance to kind of push that boundary and, and open up that door for somebody else who who should not have to feel this way or should not, you know, like I, I think I'm thankful that I'm confident and, and have been raised or supported by very, very strong South Asian women and had that presence in my life. So it wasn't as intimidating almost as it might have been for some other people. But I, I think that experience was so eye opening to the point where I would love to see other women like myself in the room. I'd, I'd love to see more women in the room in general. And, you know, it's there's there were women that, that worked on like the whole music video was was basically female power. But, you know, on the label end of things and, and just across different labels, having conversations with different labels, it's it's cool to see um the the role that women play at in the in the entertainment industry overall. And I, I hope that there's more that are able to enter the space eventually and, mm. and kind of like break through. A lot of the times that you're doing these things, you're doing them for the first time. What would you do when you're in a situation where you don't know the answer? Like, what is your thought process then? Who are you going to? Especially since yeah. it is just you two on a team. Yeah, I think, I mean, both of us would just spend hours speaking about something or like consulting each other making sure, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing and doing something that feels right. And the gut check, I would say, is like the first thing. If it doesn't feel right in your gut, it's probably not right. Don't mm-hmm. do it. But then beyond that, I think our parents have been incredibly supportive and helpful in keeping a level head or, you know, making sure that we're not doing anything wrong, anything naive. Um, my mentors in the space, there's a couple of them that I like really look up to that have done incredible stuff and paved the way for 
just South Asian culture in in like consumer goods or like in branding and things like that, marketing for that matter. So would reach out to them just for like a temperature check, like, hey, is this the right thing that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we should change about this approach? Or like, is there anything we should do differently? Um, anyone that we should speak to? And then a, a huge part of it is is asking when you need help. What's all of their reaction, your parents' reaction, like all of your professors and everybody too? this recent boom because like you've been we know behind the scenes like obviously us being friends of like all the hard work you put in all the things that you've accomplished but this is very like strategic she is just naturally just but this is very much like out there in the public Mm -hmm. and you're finally getting credited um are they aware of all of this and are they seeing it and what's their reaction so yeah i think it's it's awesome to see how like people that i've grown up with are like wow this is like incredible that we knew you and you were doing all these things and now you're doing it on such a large scale that Mm. your name is out there and and we're so proud to see you just you know be out there and get recognized for your talents and I think more than that it's it's less so about recognition but just how we're taking South Asia out of the world and and just the feeling of people being proud of us his music um Jalebi Baby in itself just being such an icon now in in mainstream media I think that feeling of like the pride that people feel being South Asian is like enough for us to know that we're doing the right thing is there a lot of pressure from here of like what's next how do you know that it's not like one of those Psy Gangnam style situations where it's like okay yeah we got a taste of the culture everyone likes it everyone's in and then it's just like are we rocking with k-pop Because let's be real, the pressure right now, I would say from the outside perspective, I would think is real. Like I can't go to any like through like seven to 10 statuses stories before I see somebody reposting Jalebi Baby. I opened up my Facebook account today. It was in a Facebook group that's like, hey, what do we think about this? Twitter, like it is like even on Canada, like I I know uh, Canada TikTok, like it's everywhere mm-hmm. everybody is seeing it like like what is that i mean there's definitely pressure 100 there's there's never a time when nobody work, when people work without pressure so i think th- the pressure is what kind of keeps us going it's it's important and that's what like motivates us to keep moving forward because this is just the beginning and there's so much more to be done so much more to be achieved and and we can only do that when we have pressure like the minute people start to get complacent you start slacking work stops but it's like the pressure is necessary and the work never stops so what would you say to like there's a lot of musicians singers rappers uh just artists overall that we see on tiktok especially but you know they've always been there on youtube and all these other places extremely talented people within our community outside of our community all over the world um do they need a Divi dubai in their lives is it possible to do this without like all of that sort of background knowledge of um, you know, all the things that you studied and all the resources you had? I mean, maybe not me particularly, but it's very helpful to have someone that that has their feet in the space and kind of like is, is grounded in that space. Because, I mean, you never want to be in a position where you feel like you're you're being served the lower hand or like you're a little underhanded because you're you're missing knowledge and and oftentimes from little things like royalties even right people leave money on the table because they don't know all the royalties they have to collect that's something that you have to learn um reading contracts knowing percentages like those are all things that everything can be studied there's so much stuff on the internet about like 
contracts that have gone wrong about like people not collecting their royalties and there's like step-by-step guides on how to do these things and as an artist I mean it's this just goes for any space at all right like do your homework make sure you know what you're getting into and if you if you have the support system use it if you don't have the support system reach out to people on the internet I think that's such a helpful thing is just even cold emailing someone or like messaging someone saying hey like I I don't know this and it seems like you do is there any way that you can help me out here because like I need to move forward and I need some kind of support system or backing to get me through this and you don't have to become the best of friends with them but it's it's helpful to get perspective and advice before you make any decision if you don't have the right answer. I was going to ask, um, at what point does an artist need to like have this type of person? Is it early on or is it um, at a certain point when they're like ready to like talk with labels and whatnot? I think it's from now it's like turned into a point like from the get go because the creative perspective is great and, and artists are, are great at the creative part. But even sometimes guiding your creative strategy, knowing what to put on social media, knowing how to market it, knowing how to brand it. If like you don't have the video production skills or you just don't know how algorithms work or things like that, then your art's going to waste because like it's, it, it's in the off chance that it'll get noticed, right? Like you really have to put in so much hard work into learning how these systems work before you, um, <laughs> before you kind of go into it. Right. And I think from the onset, it's, it's someone that should be there by your side. Well, I mean, like Tesher from the beginning, it seemed like um, I told you, I, I, I followed him. Someone, he had like 2000 followers or something. And from that point on, like it was just like his production was so uh, already like up there that it seemed like, OK, yeah, he could have, you know, a shot at, at any of this. You got to pick him up early. Um, he seems like he's going to be all right when it comes to like, you know, now that he's built that fan base that he needs all the followers and stuff. When it comes to you. Uh, where do you go from here? I know it's just your first, you know, per, uh, artist that you're managing. It's literally just been like one single so far, but it seems like it's a pretty huge leap huge. forward already. Like that most people don't just like jump into it, how, how much you have. So like, are you already thinking about like what's going to be next for Divya as far as do you want to do this more with him? Would you want to bring on other people? Do you turn into Scooter Braun? Like, are you thinking about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely thinking about it. And, and Scooter is a great example to have in terms of like the success and how he's maneuvered his career. But sure. um, by the way, he's, he manages Justin Bieber famously and then like mm-hmm. Ariana Grande and now yeah. goes on to produce like TV shows and films and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, definitely looking at that as, as the way forward. But it's so hard to say now because like we're still on our first big hit and, you know, it's couple more successful rounds and then I'll be like, okay, ready to pick on someone else. And I'm always keeping my eyes out. So it's like, I see a new talent. And I'm like, okay, if this person is, is someone I truly believe in, like 100%, I'll give it a shot. But you know, if I'm not ready and my hands are full right now, building the, the career of one artist, it's not fair to jump into something with someone else because you can't give everybody 24, mm-hmm. just 24 hours of your day. So you have to be incredibly smart about how you like, pick that journey forward and, and how you invest your time because at the end of the day, it's somebody else's career and your career as well, hand in hand growing. So you don't want to do anybody any injustice at the mm. same time. If someone's mm. listening to this podcast right now, should they send their mixtape in your DMs? Yeah, please. I okay. Would, I would nice. open. Usually that's a no. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I but. mean, the thing is, I the South Asian sound is evolving like crazy right now. And, and yes, it's most people say no, but you know, 30 seconds. 
or a minute. You do listen to a lot of music. Yeah, I do. Like all types, literally. She's one of those people that in the car, she's like, have you heard this? Have you heard this? Have you heard this? And she's like, skip, skip, skip. I'm like, Nivia's probably put me on to like. 40 songs since you got here. <laughs> I've only been here two days. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's global. Like exactly. every song is a different language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Different vibe, different language, everything. Yeah. But I did want to ask you um, quickly before we move on from this whole experience that like you went from New York um, and then ended up being in LA for approximately two months, you said? Yeah, about like a month and a half. And so you kind of got thrown from, you know, being in a fast paced, very work and productive environment into uh, L.A. Mm -hmm. And L.A., I know I have my own uh, assumptions about what it could be, but I'd like to hear from you firsthand what it was like being thrown into not just L.A., but L.A. with the industry, being around um, people, especially being a female in those spaces. What was it like entering that space personally and when it comes to probably the vanity of it all? Yeah, I mean, I still remember saying um, at like one of the rehearsals or like we were at a class or something and I was like, you know, so I grew up doing ballet my whole life. I've been doing ballet since I was four and I would have loved to, you know, pursue dance professionally. I was like at the level where I could have taking it professional instead of going to NYU for undergrad and, and going to college. But I remember being in one of those studios and saying, I'm so thankful that I, I didn't do this professionally because it would have taken such a toll on my mental health. And I applaud every single person that is out there in LA right now, just hustling, struggling, uh, growing, learning, constantly keeping themselves on edge because like LA just it never stops demanding. It's like you constantly have to keep leveling up. You constantly have to keep getting better. And and I commend every single person like for their energy, for their mm-hmm. talent, for their perseverance for that matter. Like it's it's daunting to be in an like be in an audition and and get cut like literally by doing the dance once. And I'm like, wait, just give me one more shot. Let me do it one more time. Because like in classes, you keep doing things, you know, like you're learning. Mm-hmm. It's a, in ballet, you're learning a skill. You keep practicing it. That's how you get better. But in an audition, you have one shot and that's that's all it takes for them to be like, yes or no. And mm-hmm. oh my God, like that that whole experience, I like I had jitters when I was like in mm-hmm. that space. But I mean, the vanity of it all, it's like, it can it can be consuming and it's, it's hard to like detach yourself from it and be like, hey, like this is my... Like, this is what I aspire to be, but I shouldn't have to change myself to aspire to be or look like somebody else because I have my own path and I have my own journey. Mm-hmm. And the vanity, like, it can consume you, but it's it's hard to not let it consume you for sure. Were you able to veer away from it pretty well? Or was it hard to... Or did you get caught up in it all? Yeah, I mean, I I think there were moments where I was definitely caught up in it, but like thankful for my support system that I was like, Hey, listen, you're just, you're second guessing yourself. You're having imposter syndrome right now. Step away from it. Like give, give yourself some time to process it and see if you still like feel that way. I think when I walked into certain rooms, I was like, you know, I need to change this. I need to fix this. I need to go back to the gym. I need to start doing ballet again. Like, you know, the whole nine yards of like mm-hmm. what I need to change or fix. But then I was like, wait a minute, I don't actually have to do a lot of these things because there's not a lot that needs to be changed. Maybe just like was that gym. questioning of yourself stemming from being in the industry itself or seeing your peers around you looking or being the way that they are? I think it was a combination of all things, but also just like a a third 
factor of like, oh, I like a, this is a wake up call. I'm now I'm now growing older, so I need to start taking care of myself. And and it's like that's the baseline, and then it like multiplies with peers or like multiplies by like looking at industry people. So I think the baseline starting point was like I need to go and start taking care of myself. That's the first thing. Yeah. Nice. So you were in New York, LA. You're getting super busy, and then. You just decide, you're like, all right, I need to get away from the city. Mm-hmm. And you choose to come to Maryland. All of the cities. <laughs> and then you come to this. this. I shouldn't say this, but it, this. where we are right now. Comes, comes to are. us. Comes, comes to us. <laughs> comes to you guys. Well, also like the areas that we live in are like, I guess, very uh, sub- suburbia and, and like... It's more rural, mm-hmm. and um, if it's city, it's like smaller city. Yeah, like, like the when you when you came, it was just like you were staring at the sky and like the trees and like rent and stuff. Literally, the first thing she said to me was, "Hey, when we get to your house, can we like go lay in your grass?" And the- I was like, "I am severely allergic to grass, but feel free. I also have patio furniture, so if you really want to be close to nature, go sit on that. But if you want to go and hug and kiss and love on the grass, that's fine. But do does that it, by does yourself." Does the time go by like super slow, and feels like a few weeks were like years when you're over there or something, or like all this work you've been doing? <laughs> I mean, cities can be overwhelming, and I think just like the whole being on the go and being like emotionally mental like mentally just switched on for the last like three close to three months has been it's draining and even when I got back to New York I was like I'd been away from my friends from so had been away from my friends for so long and I was like I have to see my friends I have to do this I have to do that and I was like wait a minute I need a break like yes I need to see my friends because I love and care about them a lot but I've just been through a whole experience that I haven't been able to process emotions and like it it just is it's surreal just having gone through that experience and I need to step away and and go like experience what I experienced all over again you still haven't like stepped entirely away because it's it's like you're on the phone so often like you know, texting and calling and like updating stuff. Like, does that ever, do you ever feel like just shutting your phone off? Or like, I guess you can't at this point. I mean, there will be a point where I, I get to shut my phone off, but I think right now it's it's crucial to be uh, switched on, but not necessarily in a city because I can go lay on grass and get some sunlight in while I'm stressed. So I, I, that feeling is is definitely a better feeling. Than- it, feel, it feels like we're like a, uh, around that stereotypical like Hollywood person that's like oh yeah like, like we were at we went to Six Flags today and we're like <laughs> and she's like on the phone like di- different people were like just talk on the phone on the ride yeah we were yeah. like two minutes away from a ride she's like wait we're already going on this ride we're like yeah and so we're can you like, take a phone call real quick can we step away I was like we're at an amusement park why did you take the call right before we got on the ride she's she's fancy yeah matter of fact I got I got lemon water here <laughs> Because I was trying to, I was trying to make sure that I'm, Match you know, up. matching over here. Yeah. She, she was like, make sure you get me some lemons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to go to the grocery store pick up some lemons. So I was like, all right. Uh, I, I'm surprised. Lemon water today. I'm surprised you don't have like AirPods or you didn't like bring those and wear those. She is. You guys don't see her. So Frost and Shamir came yesterday, but I've been around Divya two days prior to that. And this girl, all she does is. Like, I'll just hear the constant clicking of AirPod cases <laughs> opening and closing because it's like she'll put them in finish a call, then put them out. And then like 
the, the like the duality of Divya is insane. Okay, she will be full blown talking about like the like most craziest business related deal, whatever, fancy people, all that. Turn around and be like, mm, do you think that I should like um like and then just like put something like like do you think that ice cream is like um bad? Or like happy, whatever. I just say something so like, so naive, so innocent, so like, like childish in a way. And I'm like, how did the same person that is speaking so innocently and so childishly right now just take that phone call that just did that? Because they are not like, how, how? She's very, she's very nice about it. Cause I feel like anybody would be like, not even here, but she's like, yeah, very much Present as she can be, yeah. But with like the phone, what what is what are your rules when it comes to work and spending time presently? Do you have any, or you just like go with the flow? I mean, you guys know that I can do both. <laughs> Divya's brain is crazy. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like she can be sleeping and then still <laughs> taking mental notes. Like that's just what she does. Like she genuinely can do that. She can hear things in her sleep and fully pick up on what's being said. So while we're having an Aleph meeting between the three of us and the um, interns and everybody else on our team, um, Divya was sitting next to me and later uh, we're like going over stuff and she's just speaking in later on. I was like, you were sleeping there. Like, how are you picking up on all of our entire conversations? But that's just her brain. She just, she can be texting. Like, I'm so in awe of you at all times. I'm like, how are you texting? Somehow taking a call while you're texting, while you're looking up something, while having an entire conversation with me at the same time. It has to be the languages thing, right? Like, ADHD, baby. ADHD. <laughs> I have ADHD, but mine, mine, I need to return mine and get that one. I, no, need, I need that brand of how ADHD. Do I, how do I but buy literally, a like, new I one? Think, I think, and like, and warming studies. up a burrito, by the way. Somehow doing all that Damn. and people, a random When people activity. can like speak multiple languages, play instruments, things like that, like their brains literally work differently. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you have more access or whatever. But I think it definitely comes from that. Yeah, right. it's, it's very cute though. Six Flags was fun though, because like we, I randomly threw this idea. I was like, Divi, what do you want to do? Because she's over here, like, um, let's go do something, go on a hike or something. And I was like, Oh, I never said hike. I, well, I brought well, the hike was, because I, I thought like <laughs> there was we an could activity spend, we were gonna do. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh, hiking, because it was just an easy thing to put out there. I mentioned Six Flags as a joke. Yeah, I was like, What do you want to go to Six Flags? She's like, Yes, <laughs> I haven't gone in years. <laughs> But it was fun today because we went on, as soon as we got there, we hit like every roller coaster. We yeah. literally went on every single and ride we went that was in late. the park. We were like, it was like 2 p.m. The we, place closed We got at there at 2.30. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how it's as so kids, like we used to go at like 10 a.m. Or in like even before that, yeah. like when the park opens up and be there till the park closes. Yeah. We were tired within like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think you mentioned we had gone on a few rides. It had been 40 minutes. I was like... <laughs> I thought it had been hours. Like, I don't know how our parents followed us around carrying all of our like bags and towels and all of that while we're waiting in line going on all those rides. I can't imagine being there any longer than we were. Like, we also blessedly didn't have any lines when we were there. That was the best part. Like, we. And it was still tiring. And it was still tiring. Okay. Yeah. So you, you almost backed out of a few rides of the okay. roller coasters. Yeah, 100%. But then how was it after you went on? Like Superman. Everybody knows the Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Okay, Superman was cool. The Joker was cool. That log ride, 
I almost didn't make it onto this podcast because you forced me to go on that. I just, I. Well, listen, it's a water, a water ride. ride. It was yeah. literally 90 degrees outside. And okay, but a, like that water ride literally just drenched me. Head, I had to go have a whole shower and wash my hair because we had to go on that ride that you forced me to get on. Well, it's okay. So to be fair, I'm gonna take Divya aside for a second. We originally were gonna go on this one water ride that had just a little bit of a sprinkle, right? Like which it did. It, it, it was yeah, it was just a little bit of a sprinkle. It wasn't really that bad, Shamir, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was like a little sprinkle here and there. Yeah, and then Frost is like getting brave now. He's like, oh, that was great. Let's go. <laughs> On another water ride. Well, so, so, so once, we were like, once someone's a little bit in, I like to push just because them. they give you the finger, you don't take the hand. That's not how this works. <laughs> it's that so is. funny because Divya is very much a convincer. What Divya wants, Divya will get. But <sighs> putting Frost in that equation is so fun to watch. Yeah. I'm a better the, convincer. N- like it's <laughs> it's like a battle of two people who are used to getting their way and convincing people like uh, pretty well. And so when we had we start going on this water ride that you that soaks you, and you can literally see the people that are coming off this ride. We're wearing jeans, we're wearing pants, we're wearing normal clothes, and we didn't bring water clothes. Shoes. Shoes, real shoes with real socks. We did not real. bring water My shoes clothes. had a whole bunch of foam at the bottom of them. Like, let's be real. Listen, okay? my technique is and not convincing we, you of what I want, it's convincing you of what is logical. And now, all you have to do logical, was, wait, was listen, it logical? Was it logical? Listen, 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 listen. Because this it, water would, dr- we could literally no, no, but, see people drenched, like getting fully drenched coming off this ride. But look, and me and this lady, we saw you two, like, we saw Divya walk away this lady comes up to me and she starts bursting out laughing she's like does she not want to get on i said you see those two people right there right <laughs> i said i'm gonna put a bet the the guy with the long hair he's gonna win she's gonna walk back here it was a full-on animated scene seeing these two people like flinging their hand back and forth like no 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 you listen no 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 you okay so listen like we could do this at the end Divya starts walking over super reluctantly and I'm dying. I was like, this is this is such a fun thing to watch to see two extremely like you type people <laughs> having to convince each other of things that you guys both deliberately look, look, want. Look at the intention here, okay? Wait, wait, I wait, wanted wait, our wait, friend. But, 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 but let me just ask one second, one no, second. No, 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 you have to. Wait, I no, wanted, no, 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 the logic. Okay, let's, just, let's just touch the logic part before First we move. All, okay. Don't prowl on me. Back up. Back up. Hello, gap. No. All right. <laughs> okay. Jeez, okay. So no. Let's just talk about the logic part of things. It's now yeah. 1 a.m. So that whole ride mm-hmm. set back podcast recording by 90 minutes. Not so sure. was it worth that? That ride alone did not do that. Yes, it did, though. It literally did because we got back home at like 10 something and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to take a shower. You know, I'm going to go. Go do this. Go look presentable. Go like, you know, do my thing. Blah, blah, blah. blah, Because I I got drenched and gross on this like one log ride. And now it's 1 a.m. That's debatable. Was was it fun? I'm questionable. No, but we we did her wrong. We did her wrong because after we got off the ride, she during that ride, she had luckily her like shirt had a hoodie on it. Right. So she didn't get her hair wet, which was the entire intention of why she didn't want to get on the ride. She didn't get her hair wet. So after you get off the ride, you can get onto the bridge and the bridge, the three of us, me, Frost, Ramir knew that this bridge was going to get like her soaked <laughs> if she stood there. So we start tell her, telling her that we're standing there to look at the sunset. That like, And we start just like, she's like, why her are we weakness. not leaving? And we're like, oh, we're like looking at the sunset. Like we're just like standing my there. My weakness, you used my weakness against me. That is so messed up. How, and why? I didn't think it was going to splash that much, but we got splashed more on the bridge 
than we did on the ride. Her hair got, <laughs> which is the one thing that she saved from this whole thing that she didn't want her hair to get wet. That one splash alone not only made her whole hair wet, <laughs> it made all of our shirts, pants, socks, shoes, everything soaked. Highlight of the day, yes or no? <laughs> no. Shamir? No. <laughs> Amber? It no. was a memorable, look, we're talking about it. It was memorable. It was memorable, memorable. fun but moment. I don't know, I don't that, know if it was a highlight. Look, was look, a highlight, look, look, man. we get to talk about it on the podcast, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, we would have just been hot, sweaty, gone on a bunch of roller coasters, we dry on, mouth. We, we went on a water ride that helped us out with that already. Yeah, we didn't this, have, this, <laughs> one, this one, this one like was a little push over. We took it too far. We it. took it too far. I had to go to, like, to Walmart right after and pick up pants because I had <laughs> jeans that were rub wet jeans rubbing against my skin. Guys, 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 it's water. We're at a theme park. Have some fun. I don't know. I had, Are I you had, kidding the me? The Joker and Superman were the, fun. I those mean, we had those were time. my highlights. I think the Joker and Superman were my highlights. Like, in some cases, when you're having a normal day, like in life, right? There's a there's a limit where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I've had too much fun now. Like, let's mm -hmm. get back to work or something. When you are at a place like a theme park, there is no getting back. There is no idea of mm -hmm. having too much fun. The key is to have too much fun. The key is not enough fun. Like, let's keep going. Let's see what yes, more we can but do. But we were in the water park with full on clothes to the point where the <laughs> lifeguard was like, you can't go on any of these things because you can't be fully in dry clothed, like uh, outfits in the water park. And that's just like, a safety thing. That's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I that know. But it's 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 a clear indication that we were not prepared for it. But nonetheless, I had a great time and poor Divya was not used to getting her way. Yeah. It was it was fun to watch though. You not get your way. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I guess. it's it was it was a fun day and and you know it's fun when you're just like super tired afterwards, mm -hmm. right? We were super tired. Um, we got some dank food. It was good. And mm -hmm. then we were on the on the ride back. We were playing a game of uh, Would You Rather, which is always fun. Yeah. So you had you said you wanted to play a game on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So what's the game? Would you rather? Oh, I thought it was. I think I thought, Amber, I thought, no, Amber I thought, has some. Oh, oh, are we going to go with my game yeah, first? You, you can, you can do start your game. Oh, why do don't we just game. do Would You Rather since we're in, you no, know. Fall? go ahead. Okay. So what was the one you recalled? One Gotta Go. One Gotta Go. Okay, so self-explanatory. You're going to say three things, is it? Yeah. And one has to go. Uh, I'm going to do four, I think, because I didn't. Uh, four I, of each category? Four of each category. Everyone can play along at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's just this start. Is, this is a battle of logic here. What do you mean? Like, you know, Just why would that one go? Stop looking at my phone, guys. Mm. I'm not even looking at your phone. Back up a little. Hello. Yeah, I again. can't. I can't see. Sorry, we got, we got labels calling in. Yes. Okay. Okay. One got to go. Which label? Yeah, we have to tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous about calls. what she's gonna say because she literally was like, "How extreme can I go in these?" Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So okay. let's see. Let's just start. I, I, I kept it. I kept it PG and and family friendly. And let's wow. just let's just start easy. Okay. No PG thirteen. Breakfast foods: pancakes, scrambled eggs, cereal, or French toast. Wait, wait. Damn. One gotta go pancakes? Pancakes, bye. Pancakes, scrambled eggs, cereal, or French toast? Pancakes, easy. Yeah. Pancakes, because first of all, I'm a waffle guy. Mm -hmm. Waffles. Yeah, waffles, waffles over pancakes, pancakes any day. Egg. Yeah, for sure. French toast is better. It, and uh, eggs, you like eggs is you need it. The, the, the number one option. Yeah. Cereal is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I would say cereal is the second to go out of that. 
Mm. Wait, did you Cereal say French toast? Did you say French toast? Mm-hmm. Okay, French toast would be the second yeah, one. I'm just going to repeat the French options. So you, let me just repeat the options because I'm, I'm very, you know, pancakes, scrambled egg cereal, or French toast. No, we know. Yeah. We, yeah. we all say pancakes. Pancakes. I don't say pancakes. What do Scrambled eggs. What the? Why? Are you I, vegan? No, I hate scrambled eggs. You don't, Wait, what about Why? eggs? Yeah, eggs. Oh, no, specifically scrambled eggs. Not eggs in like boiled or like omelets or whatever. Just scrambled eggs in general. Okay. Well, it's not eggs. I mean, she, she still would like do eggs, but I would, why I don't like scrambled that. eggs if she doesn't What's like them? What's wrong with scrambled eggs? I don't know. They just look. That's my favorite scrambled? type of Oh, it's eggs. the look? It's not the taste? They just look scrambled. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I don't like looking at scrambled eggs. <laughs> Therefore, I can't eat scrambled eggs. I used to actually not. I, I kind of see what she's saying. I used to hate scrambled eggs. Why? Yeah. I then the I sucked it up. <laughs> Okay, what's the next one? Okay, next one. Um, you can make whatever category you want of this, but aliens, Illuminati, Bermuda Triangle, or Flat Earth. One gotta go. Like the like, like the conspiracies? The people? Conspiracies. Conspiracies. Like this conspiracy does not exist. Like just throw it away. Just throw it away. Okay, we have Bermuda Triangle, aliens, aliens Illuminati, Illuminati, or Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Aliens like have to stay yeah. because yeah. very it's one of the best ones. Very yeah. reasonable. Um, flatter. What was that? But like, what, what if we all are aliens and like this whole like concept? Of- right. So that's why they're not. It's not. Going. I mean, in America, you know, they call some of us aliens. Yeah. Yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> illegal, <laughs> illegal aliens. Shit, that was that, that was too real, man. That yeah, was, I'm not illegal, but I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but that that was too real. Yeah, oh, touch the heart, touch the immigrant heart. Touch the I haven't heard heart. Bermuda Triangle stuff recently. Yeah, that's so, like a, that's because know. people have stopped mm. flying over it. But like you know, people <laughs> that, keep talking. That is actually so true. Yeah. <laughs> like people learned their lesson. But, but there's some that like you don't care about. Is that one of them? Yeah, wait, I, I forget what the third one was. Flat Earth and then what else? Illuminati. Illuminati. The problem Illuminati is Illuminati has like, to stay. I mean, that's I, real. Like, I, that has I to wanted be. to stay, but like, I feel like no matter how much I look into, I still don't know enough. And it's About like, what? I don't get satisfied with what I know. About what? Illuminati. Illuminati. Well, like the concept of, you know, people in power having different ab- like abilities and mm-hmm. literally- the power to change what happens in government and, and this have and that, all like, the money in the world. Like that like, is, that, that yeah. happens. Like yeah, we yeah. know cases of that. We've seen, um, you know, proof to a degree. Yeah. It's not uh, set in stone that this is the Illuminati. These are the members, mm-hmm. but like there's enough that it's just like, oh, yeah. if it exists, then yeah. Like, I mean, it's I, not super I surprising. see it. So I think I'm going to throw away Illuminati. I think I'm going to throw away flat earth. We had a flat earther on the podcast. We did. But I think the other ones, it's like, oh, snap. Like, is it real? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Flat, flat earth, you're just like. To me, is like, this both. is ridiculous. Like, like, why are we Why are we even putting any energy into this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's we got, like my we got Elon, Bezos. Now, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, Richard Branson. I was calling <laughs> Russell the other day. Richard Russell Branson. Brand- all these no, people no, trying to go. Person. Yeah, all these people trying to go into space and like showing what they're seeing and whatever else. And meanwhile, yeah, we have like this flat Earth discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of just like who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what you're choosing as well? I choose Bermuda Triangle just because it's been so um, under the radar. Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like, like- oops, sorry. Didn't show up to the party. Like, uh, like take Don't fla- forget about me. Take whatever you want out of Flat Earth, the concept. But like, I think the movement and um, like people trying to have this conversation, 
it made me learn a lot about things unrelated to the flat earth, more yeah. about like people, groups, group thinking, um, <laughs> and like how to actually- some appeal to it. Okay. Come yeah. up with like, mm-hmm. you know, reason and all that. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Divya? Um, I would throw a flat earth. Let's mm. go. Because I, I want to go to the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. Like that's- That's scary. It's scary. I've had like weird dreams about it because I think about it. Every now and she then. She manages the Bermuda Triangle. I manage the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. Me, she finds all the people that I have. Yeah. I have a house. Amelia Earhart. She starts next. <laughs> what about, what about Area 51? I actually have a house in the Bermuda Triangle that you guys don't know about. I just bought some property there. From. Wow. It's probably really Damn. cheap, actually. You're saying Area 51? Yeah. Like. Wait, you can't add something to my list. Wait, I, I, but that's kind of like a Bermuda Triangle situation, no? Yeah. Where like you just don't know. Like. What are you asking about? Remember it? when people were like, we need to go there. Like they're keeping Storm aliens it. there. Yeah. Mm. Now I want it to be real. Like I want it to cool. be real as well. Yeah. You like it? Like I think it's dope. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like there's not much there. Like, mm. I don't know. I mean, they, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Next one. Chai, hookah, halim, or biryani? One gotta go. Biryani. Chai, hookah, halim, or biryani? I'm gonna say halim. Hookah. I would say halim and biryani can both make their way out. Damn, what? Two for one. I said what I said. (laughs) Two for one. Is Amber's canceled? Yeah. What for like, the twentieth time? Are you just gonna starve during Ramadan or Eid? Like I'm confused. I'm not a fan of halim and I'm not a fan of biryani. Okay, fair. I mean. I don't eat Halim, so Halim for me. Yeah, I said Halim. Yeah, I don't eat hookah <laughs> at all. <laughs> eat, eat hookah? I don't think anyone does. Yeah. Does anyone eat hookah? Yeah, I don't be eating. No, I said, <laughs> you I said eating mead. Your- oh, this is yeah. Chai is the number one spot. I love chai. Like chai, yeah. I don't. It's not like I drink it a lot, but just when you have it, it hits. Also, like hookah, like I like the aesthetic of it. I like people doing their thing around mm-hmm. it. Um, I just personally, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. smoke hookah, so I don't need it. Are you I part think of the- he, he likes the aesthetic. But ha- but Halim and Briani both dank. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are you part of the chai sorry club? for the chai club? Yeah, are you part of the chai club? What do you mean? It's this like elite group of people who drink chai. Hmm. Who's that? Are you, are you like Illuminati? No, it's like oh this, another conspiracy. It's like this like real secret club that everyone's gonna find out about very soon, but they just don't know yet. Oh. Oh, fancy. you're making like a Ronald Pono reference. Yes, bro. bro what the oh, heck? Oh. <laughs> it's called. Four I thought it was a real club. It's called Four. Wait, she has like a membership card or something. <laughs> I thought what there the was like a real club. Sam's Club, Sam's club. <laughs> that like people made. That like, oh, you're. Are you in the Chai Club? Like, like, uh, what's it called? The um. What's the uh Mile Club? Mile High Club. Mile High Club. I thought it was one of those situations. <laughs> Where you drink chai. Like, like, like. Wait, 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 wait. The Mile High Club version of the Chai Club is where you dip your biscuit in chai. Wow. Stop. You're fa- you're, she's doing, t- she's, she's revealing our secrets and Miss Manager, I don't, I don't appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, you already no, had us, you had us cut something out of our podcast. So, uh, yeah. I don't want to have to cut you out of our podcast. Okay. So stop exposing our album here. I, wait, I didn't say anything about oh. it. Whoa, you you were exposing everything. I'm not doing anything. Well, that's you, because, that's, a, because, of I, that's a conspiracy. Right 
That's a conspiracy. Well, it's not a conspiracy if no one knows what we're talking about. But you know how like, okay, so I said this to a a friend. So maybe people should know what we're talking about. No, it's called foreshadowing. No, it's conspiracies. (laughs) I said this to a friend one time where um, we were joking with him and we were like, yo, are you in the Mile High Club? And he's he's like, (laughs) he's a really funny guy. Like he doesn't know a lot of like American. He's naive. Yeah. He he doesn't know like a lot of like running or something. He was like, Mile High Club, what's that? We were just like, you know, in the plane, he's like, no, like, uh, is that past uh, first class? Like, how do how do I get in that? <laughs> He's like, I want to join that. I'm so, so dead. I thought it, it, she was saying like Jai Club as in one of those sort of things of where it was like, there's a meaning behind it where like if you've, for example, drank chai with mixed with like this and that, then you're in that club. Bro, well, you what? said you That's said really chai. You said it. chai is yeah, the, is the really real. Deep. You just said chai is the real deal. So I was like, I don't know. Like maybe you're a part of some elite group of Wait, so chai drinkers. You still, you still get rid of hookah though. Yeah, biryani, halim, hook, uh, chai, all super dope uh, elements of our culture, mm-hmm. and really, really dank. I don't understand. Like I don't understand how you would get rid of those things. Facts. I like a lot of desi food. Those just happen to be the two that I'm not a fan of. That's fair. Okay, what's what's the next one? Yeah. Okay. Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, or Ariana Grande? Say it one more time. Olivia Rodrigo. Bye, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. Let me say the options again. Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, Ariana Grande. Billie Eilish. What? Yeah. What is Olivia Rodrigo? Like, I heard a few songs, but I was like, I don't... I don't get the. She's like that super relatable, like girl she's teenage that, angst, like that. Yeah, that like teenagers. That it's still a like. Is she like a, when Taylor Swift first came up? Is that what it feels mm-hmm. like? Yeah, and it's like it's still something that like. And you are, and you not are not a teenager. You still relate to it. I I don't relate to it, but I appreciate it because it's not something that's like. It's something that's age appropriate for these teenagers. Like it's not talking about things that are like super sexualized, super like, um, you know, toxic or anyways. It's very much like cute little like teenage related uh, teenage. What is she singing? Like Baby Shark? <laughs> no, okay, well, the baby shark isn't teenage, right? But um, having, I mean, I saw adults but, singing that song. But getting your driver's license and like, um, like her experience. She's singing about getting your driver's license. She did. She because she. Why are you acting like you haven't heard that song before? I haven't. Why well, actually you haven't, have? I haven't heard it. Before. What's the song? It was. Sing it. <laughs> Got What's my it? driver's license last week. Like basically the whole conversation, the whole uh, song was about how she was supposed to get her driver's license and the first person that she was supposed to drive and see was her boyfriend when she got her license, right? But what ended up happening is that he broke her heart for another girl. That had a license. That that was older. (laughs) Wait, really? Yes. She she was older, so she had her license, yes. Oh, shit. So the day came about where she went to go get her driver's license and she Take the bus, Olivia. (laughs) Get an Uber. It's 2021. What are you doing? Bike over, man. Bike over. Honey. And she and she's driving home from getting her driver's license and starts like bawling her and teenage bawling her eyes out like I can't go see him because he broke my heart and went for this other girl and she's blonde and she's older than me and na 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 and so it ended up being this cute song that was just like this like teenage appropriate song. Then she went in and dropped an entire album and. I think it does give very much early Taylor Swift vibes. And who else did we say that it reminds us of, Shamir? Uh, I forgot. Uh, Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne. Paramore. Whoa. 
Yes. Whoa. Avril Lavigne, Paramore. Okay, here's the thing though. Avril Lavigne, Paramore, right? When you hear their voices and this type of singing, you know right away that like, it's like, oh, that is very, I feel like I've- um, You've heard- I haven't, I, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't given Olivia like yeah. the yeah. most fair chance, but when I heard it, I was just like, I don't, like themes, I've, okay, sure. I've heard sure, this before. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? This yeah. is like a I superstar. I think once you start listening and, to it- you, And like, Miss Label yeah. here- um, Sorry, but like, it just seems like uh, this is, you know when people say like an industry plant or whatever? Like I see her like just being promoted on Spotify, on billboards and stuff. And it's just like, if you don't know her, like it makes you feel like you need to know her. Okay. Like it's very like pushy in your face. Like low-key though, I thought Billie Eilish was similar in that sense too. Okay. So I agree with you Uh, on the, on the, on the beginning of Billie Eilish. I was like, who is this girl, right? Yeah. The reason I really like Billie Eilish is because I love what her and her brother have created. Amazing. Mm -hmm. When I watched her documentary and saw like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, them literally making all of this out of their room and then fighting with like the label bell, like, no, we're doing it this way. And this is how we feel. Their trust for each other, the family involvement and how like Billie is, you know, surrounded by people who really just like love and appreciate and respect her. Um, and, and just Phineas being so incredible as a producer, as a big brother, all that stuff from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I love about it. Do you have a comment from, from. No, I mean, I love Billy, not industry side, but just love Billy. Like, so a context is everything, right? The reason why you ended up liking Billy is because you ended up realizing her story. Okay. What's Olivia's story? Go. So Olivia is from high school musical, the musical, the series on Disney plus, right? In that show, she plays the Gabriella from high school musical. The Zac Efron counterpart is played by Josh. Okay. Josh. Who's Josh? I'm explaining. Is the person who she was supposed to drive and get her license. uh, Like actually drive to him. Actually drive to him in real life. She was supposed to drive and go because they, they end up dating, and and that was the person who she was supposed to go to. He ended up screwing her over and dating this girl, Sabrina Carpenter. So everybody who's listening now has context of okay, these two were dating. She's singing about this guy, the guy, the, the girl that she left um, her, her for, or is now with, is this girl who is playing this this like uh, you know pretty like role of whatever. She was actually in the movie with Liza Koshy. So all these people are feeling personally connected to Olivia because they're seeing her on screen having this personal like um, one it's on screen romance but knowing behind the scenes that it was personal that whole story the reason why that driver's license blew up was because everybody knew the story behind it on TikTok so it's like it's more like a uh drama one Dra- yeah, yeah it's drama then- it's like Disney drama it's like Selena Gomez uh, or like any childhood sort of star getting a music career, right? But I'm not she convinced. she didn't she didn't put it out there, right? Everybody uh-huh. like slowly slowly started coming out. This is why it then blew up. Sabrina Carpenter, the one who was um, you're probably with that blonde girl who always um, made me doubt, right? That whole part. She's a blonde girl. She put out a song that was an exact reaction to that line about her in the song and well this is great for the shade room but as far as this (laughs) like 
Billie Eilish type story. I mean, and Billie Eilish is like the most incredible story or anything, but- But I'm saying the reason why she blew yeah. up okay. and it's in everybody's place is because people were personally invested in her story and in the yeah, songs and the lyrics. Yeah. So that's, that's like what being I'm invested saying into is, Jake Paul. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the reason why she started blowing up is because people were perf- per- what is it? personally invested. And then Shamir brought up a good point that her songs are like scientifically like oh, yeah. made to be like felt good. Like, yeah. like her songs- like K-pop. Yeah, like um, I saw this video early on. It was like, we were talking about the golden ratio and like in mathematics, that's like yeah. the beauty in like physical art. And somebody said her song actually has this golden ratio, you know, stuff like that. And where she sings, uh, her, you know, vocals go this range and stuff like that. So it was like mathematically I was, to be. I was talking to you about success. this the other day. There's actually a lot of um, music producers who use certain frequencies with specific artists that make you feel a craving the same way that food that we eat might make you crave more of that. Or like, you know how like we were talking about chapstick, how like mm-hmm. I was talking about how why I use Burt's Bees because it like stays there. But chapstick, anytime I used the brand chapstick, it was like it made you want to put on more and it like dried up your lips more. And mm-hmm. it's like bad for you. So there's certain frequencies people put in to make you uh calm to make you excited to make you angry and it's not it's, it doesn't have to necessarily do with the mood of the music yeah mm-hmm. although that has an effect it can literally it's be about the frequencies, frequencies yeah. that your Subtle. body hears yeah. and that by the way is present in everything in our daily lives mm-hmm. yeah. and they've done a study on this where it's just like certain noises for example like in an office uh could be very irritating to our bodies versus the sounds of nature, mm-hmm. which actually comfort and like reset our circa- circadian rhythm and yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. It's it's really incredible if you study yeah. what frequencies can do mm-hmm. to I, your mental health, I feel like to we your just physical body. Perfect frequency for the alarm. Yeah. There's no perfect frequency. But that's, that's, the, I, that's the reason, right? Yeah. Is if it had the perfect frequency, it wouldn't be doing what it's we, supposed to do. We start do. hating it. No, like, I personally feel that I have found my frequency. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's the theme song to Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. It goes, dun, 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 dun. It's the most calming alarm. I wake up happy. Wow. Like yes. that, the, the automatic stuff that they put on Apple. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Why? Why would you do that to people? Yeah. I mean, Mine's birds. You know this. Yeah. Oh, that's I, nice. I, I do the darn darn though. because. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. you need it. Yeah, I need I it. I think I think that's for people that need it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I need that. That makes sense. Birds is cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I sleep to birds. I don't wake up to birds. I wake that up to the birds naturally. That means you're sleeping too late. Like you need to go to bed before no, the no, birds no, start I, chirping. No, I put on like waves. First of all, birds. birds start chirping early at like 5 a.m. Yeah, she said she goes to sleep. Well, no, last I, night when we went to sleep, on. we literally heard oh, the yeah. birds. We, we did, we did. But I put on like birds on the okay. TV, not okay. like wait. I, I typically when you guys when you guys are not around and not involved in my life, I have a normal sleeping schedule and a normal waking up schedule, and you guys come here and ruin it. Oh, yeah. What is that one song that you were playing today while I was sleeping? I was like, can you please turn that shit off? It's like giving me a headache. <laughs> It wasn't a. It wasn't a song. It was a. Sh- it was like one of those uh, news story videos, 
and you were like, I don't want to hear that woman's voice. <laughs> you can play anything else in the world, but turn that video yeah, off. Yeah, because I, I genuinely am such a deep sleeper that if you, if literally the house was on fire, I wouldn't know. But like that woman just woke me up and put me in such a bad mood. I was it, like, it, well, it was a Karen video. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> that yeah. makes I want to, I want to give Olivia a chance. Okay. So if anybody listening has recommendations, I like, um, Neathy, who helps us out with the podcast, she, like she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I've felt similarly to Taylor that I have to Olivia, where it's just like, really? I don't see like a ton of creativity. I don't like hear anything in the music that's just like blows me away when it comes to like, you know, the the sound of the voice that's just like, oh my God, that is so beautiful that like it makes it, it like Her chokes me up or something. addictive though. Like, mm-hmm. I hear her song and I just be singing. I don't even think it's that great of a song, but I will literally be singing it for days and days on end. If you have songs that mm-hmm. you want me to check out, like feel free. I'll I'll do mm-hmm. my own thing. I want to give her a chance because she seems like a cool person. People like her. But mm-hmm. who would you say? Did you say your answer, Divya? That you would knock out? Uh crap. I would probably knock out Olivia as well. Just just well to be honest i i don't even know if i should knock her out because literally her whole aesthetic is like my newfound aesthetic i'm like a a mid middle 20 20 (laughs) oh my god i can't need need to stop revealing my age but i'm like my a mid-20s person who's behaving oh yeah mid-40s person who's (laughs) behaving like a a 18 year old teenage person going through like teenage angst and her whole aesthetic is like my new aesthetic but i need to but i was so, still, but you still hate her I, I don't hate her i would just she say just likes i would just say i would she just, just say, doesn't like looking in the mirror just say that i would just say <laughs> okay not looking in the mirror man let's relax is teenage <laughs> angst the same thing that we knew it to be yeah yeah i think so no way i don't know 100% teenage, i think the fundamentals are there teenage yeah. angst doesn't change what the, are you talking about the delivery yeah is not no no but like for example we were in our own world because we weren't connected to everything else. Now teenagers are like, we're connected to like their angst is like, Oh my God, Snapchat. I'm not on the streak with him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. I mean, not even that, but it's like, as far as our intern is so annoyed right now. <laughs> Her whole face is like, you she guys are talking trash. Looking down, not doing anything. As soon as you said that, she's like, Hadi, oh it's okay. my God. It's okay, Here they Hadi. are clowning my generation. It's not again. about that. It's not about that. I'm saying we're, like, we're I think, acting I think like what we're I'm a generation is, apart. We're literally the same. Isn't logging gen- in. We, okay. No, no. What I'm saying is I, they have it harder. Mm-hmm. I oh, think yeah. they have it harder because they're dealing with like I see them like no like I didn't even know the generations uh, before us what they were known for until way later like they are uh, knowing like oh millennials act this way and like Gen Z is known for this and like they're all connect everybody's connected to each other now mm-hmm. you know yeah. like we all know what's going on yeah. and you could if you want to you could literally just like tap into a different group yeah. of people or different generation. Mm-hmm. And when, like when we were um, teenagers going through high school and stuff, all of this was just coming out. So it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. We were very much in our own zone, mm-hmm. like parents and stuff like they weren't on social media. Yeah. Right. Like these kids, their parents, everybody in their lives are on social media, media and everything. And so it so, just puts them in a very different place than we were. And I think that that whole situation makes it way harder for them to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not like if you agree to that. That, I, that millennials, yeah, the only type of like relation I saw to them in the media was how they really love avocados. And I was like, this this is what you guys have found. Who? 
for the longest time, like all the articles would say about millennials was how much they love avocados. Oh, yeah. We're millennials. I know. There was an avocado trend yes. that happened overall. Did you guys like, see all whole- you can attribute to us or did like guys- to them because- No, no, did you hear home. the whole thing about like how if we stopped eating avocado toast outside of like our houses, we'd be able to save enough money to like buy a property after like some four or five years. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's years. BS because I could also say that about like- Anything. Like grapes like coffee or, coffee or cherries. Beer. I would save more money not buying coffee than if I did with avocados and I eat, consume a good amount of avocados. Fair, fair. So I would save way more money with coffee. Than Is I there any more? Let's do one more. Yeah, I have one last one. Okay, one last um, one. Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kim, or Kanye? Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kim. Kim Kardashian, or Kanye West? My answer is easy. I'm going to just go with Kim. <laughs> wow. I like musical talent. I like the yeah. music that they all make. So True. True. What do you guys got? Amber, you're next. Y'all ain't like my answer. What is it? It might be my answer. I think she might too. What is it? I don't know. I'm stuck between Kanye and Jay-Z, but I might just... If you do Go. Beyonce, you can walk out of this room, my friend. I, would, I do Beyonce. I, I, would, I, never, do Beyonce. I would never you do, do Beyonce. Beyonce. I do Beyonce. thousand percent. I would never do Beyonce. That's wrong. If you... Wrong. Okay, first of all, Jay-Z and Kanye, are you kidding me? Like, you wouldn't have so much of the music that you like right now. Mm-hmm, but I, and, and you could say the same thing about Beyonce. Exactly. But, but I think as far as like- From what, Destiny's Child all the way to Wake Up Flawless to like yeah. all like all of her songs, like help me get to work every day. I think that um, although I really admire Beyonce, everything that she's done, Jay-Z and Kanye, I think, fall in a much more- um, relevant this is a selfish thing but relevant sort of category as far as what they uh influenced and inspired for for you specifically generations yeah. i think for you specifically yeah, yeah beyonce, of course this is, beyonce was it for women yeah beyonce was a huge of course, this is, person we're, we're we're doing um, personal ones personal ones yeah yeah so why i say kim i feel like uh what kim kardashian did when it comes to like Everything about their brand, reality TV, all of that kind of stuff. She's like a Trump for me in the way that I'm glad that that happened so we could see what people become and what happens when you go down these routes. What I mean by that is like it has, you know, created a lot of toxicity Mm -hmm. as much as realization of people of like what we truly value at the end of the day and for her to um, attempt to create other brands, help other people go into law, like all of these things afterwards just shows me that like deep down in all of us, we seek purpose and it's bigger than just how we look because Mm -hmm. say what you will, her brand is appearance Mm -hmm. and how you look. If that wasn't there, there is no Kim Kardashian. There's no Kardashians. Yeah, but can you, like in every generation, even Mm -hmm. before the current one, where we're very much heavily influenced by the Kardashians, there's always been a fashion icon that sets the standards. Mm -hmm. It's not like she came I wouldn't say she's like a, as much of, although she's into fashion, I don't think that what she like did in fashion was the, the biggest thing. It's more like, the w- in social media and the way that like people uh, portray themselves and see each other and, and 
like decide on what's important as far as like beauty standards and all of that? I would say that beauty and fashion, all these things in some generation are inspired by like one person or another. If you go back 30 years ago with no Kardashian insight or the younger Kardashians insight, they were still, you know, they had Avon magazines coming through doing these things because they didn't like it's it's like they saw something on television and But who 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 truly like broke that barrier and got it to like you and know, like, what about what public. about uh, Marilyn Monroe? She like even before like people were constantly seeking a um, fashion icon, and it's not. I would say, sure, Kim Kardashian did she set unrealistic expectations or beauty standards in the industry? I'm not denying that, but it is us as people who seek the like an icon of some sort in the beauty or fashion industry. It takes for us to seek that for her to be one. Yeah. Also, I think like. If there wasn't a Kim, there'd be another Kim. Exactly. I don't know. And, and 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 Kim's inspiration was Paris, and Paris was exactly what Paris Hilton was exactly what Kim is now to her. And yeah, but Paris, Paris wasn't Paris wasn't as big as Kim. Paris was huge. She was, I know. She was huge, was, but, but, but the she wasn't doing you, what like no, the Paris reason why you footprint just wasn't as big is because yeah, social media didn't because social media but, but, but that's, that's not Paris not being that's huge. Comparing that's comparing different just times. Social media was massive. Yeah, her influence to. Like uh, pop culture, social pop culture, whatever was actually insane for no, no, not but, having but even, the reach even that social, she could social have. Social media, at the time. no social media. You could take people like Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, and why are we still talking about them? Why are they bigger uh, as far as footprints, impacts than the people who are still playing or present in music right now that are very much on social media? I think that music but, is a different thing than like, if you want to speak music, we have to compare music to music. We can't compare music to fashion and beauty because fashion and beauty is a lot more. Well, I'm comparing social media to social media. Well, too, also, she's came up in the social media realm. She's not before the social media realm, so we can't have, make that comparison. Kim isn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim no. came up in the social media yeah. realm. But... She, but she existed before. She, yeah, but her, her come up was entire it came up was because of keeping up with the Kardashians. And and yeah. and the reason why is because like in the very beginnings of it all, when things started happening, she would turn to Twitter and Instagram, whatever. She's considered one of the first people, one of the first celebrities who used social media and really made it what what it was for so. One of the first interactions where celebrities had a reachable touch to their actual audience and fan base and whatever. She was one of the first people who took okay, advantage tell me, of that. Tell me though, like, why is uh, Beyonce, um, in, in the same way, like, you know, you're saying if there wasn't a Kim, there'd be another Kim. Um, you don't think that there's other people that could be Beyonce? Be in that, like, no, position? Absolutely not. Uh, personally, I I have a lot of love for Beyonce from Destiny's Child. So mm-hmm. from a young age, um, having all of that music and kind of like lose my breath, baby boy. All those songs were Beautiful like liar. anthems in a way. Yeah, yeah. And then the growth with her as a individual, and again the duality of her of being able to be you know this powerful girl who can sing about whatever she wants to, but then she can switch it up and she can do how she did the Lion King thing where she had like- No, no, you're just talking about things that you like about her. No, no, I'm saying that she is able to put things together that are incredible. Lemonade was an amazing piece of art. Opinion. 
that's fine, yeah. but that's what I'm saying is that's why I think that that's what sets her. Yeah, but I'm saying like that's what sets her aside. Can she be replaced? Yeah, I I'm not saying that that there aren't going to be people who are as talented as her. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that her, and I'm not saying it doesn't have to do with her team either. Like, sure, like they have a lot to do with it. She has from the youngest age that I can think of and that a lot of girls who tend to look up to Beyonce because there is people who, there's, I'm sure there's girl who's, girls who don't like Beyonce, but girls who have from the cater to you days to uh, all those up till now where she's gone from Lion King to Lemonade to see her put together beautiful pieces of art, but also be able to jam to her and twerk to her music and then turn it down and vibe to her music. She has... Um, kind of created something where you can listen to her in a lot of different vibes, but she has a lot of different sides to her and she is very respectable and doesn't need to use social media, doesn't have to use her like, um, uh, like I'm not like clowning those who do use, use social media. Kim did it, whatever. Beyonce is very much an artist and I respect her for like, you know, not having to put her life out there and not having to use the drama of it all to push her, like, you know, um, self in the industry. She's like, here's my music. I'm going to let it speak for itself. If I want to share something about myself, such as uh, Jay-Z cheating on her, she's not going to be messy with it. She's not going to be rude with it. She put out an entire, um, like, masterpiece, which was Lemonade, of how she felt about it, how she dealt with it, mm-hmm. and the stages of grief that went with it. And that resonated for an entire generation of women, which she referred to in that thing of, you know, it's my time, and my father did it to my mother, and it's happened for generations. It's a generational curse, and I want it to break, but it happened to me. And I'm daddy's little girl, and it happened to me, and it happened to my mother. That was something that resonated to a huge chunk of like America, American woman who dealt with those things and dealt with the stages of grief. Yeah, fair. I mean, how I would like put that is her being Beyonce saying it made it that much more impactful. The same way that like Jay-Z when he put out 444 and described that same situation, people hearing it from a Jay-Z, it was impactful. Also like uh, from my point of view, if I look at Kanye and Jay-Z, I don't think they can be recreated mm-hmm. personally. I ge- just genuinely don't think so. So I kind of put Beyonce probably in that same level. Like that's probably how people view her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she can't be recreated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something different between art and like just a social media personality because we always see social media personalities always rising and changing all the time. And yes, Kim has long lasted all those. There is like power to that. But I, yeah, I, like even Hadid's, uh, like right, they're similar on that mm-hmm. realm. Like they're just personalities, but they yeah, also yeah. Model. I mean, these are these are all you're describing one of ones, yeah, who can't be replaced, who are great people, right? Yeah, that uh, by no means was my point that Kim Kardashian is like a, a great, uh, influential, um, like positive role model. One got to go. Why, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Do the if if we if we uh, can agree that like there are negative things that came with said person, is that mm-hmm. always a bad thing? Like, don't you sometimes need that? Yeah. Um, to have realizations. To have certain realizations. Mm-hmm. Like sure. if we like if we just continued on the path without a Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and now that we have Joe Biden back, we know the reality. We know that like 
there's a lot, like people are aware of yeah. the hypocrisy and yeah. the corruption more than ever. Mm-hmm. Be- because before it was just like, people would say it and then like, where's the weight? Where's the proof? And then now that it's back to a presidential, quote unquote, uh, president, you yeah. know, that actually kind of just stands there as a puppet and is led yeah. by other people. We're back to things the way that they are. Yeah. If it wasn't for Trump, I don't know if like a lot of that, and, and it was a horrible time for a lot of people. It was yeah. very negative and had terrible repercussions. Yeah. But, you know, I think it also did other things that like yeah. woke a lot of people up. Yeah. I mean, this is why I bring the one-on-one thing and bold claim here, but like if she can be replaced, the same standards because of social media would still occur. Mm-hmm. Like all those things would still occur if she was replaced with these other people like Donald Trump and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they can't be replaced. So that's why they made such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. And the fact that- I guess I guess the fact is that she's the one that did it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that came after her that are doing it now. Yeah. But it took a Kim Kardashian yeah. and the Kardashian family to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's like has their own things. What was yours, Divya? I don't have one. You have to. I Come on. don't know how to answer that. You have to. All that. Yeah, <laughs> man. This is just all fruitful conversation. I don't, I honestly, like I personally agree. It would be on your like, maybe list. I mean, like as much as I like love to hate Kim, I don't hate Kim, but like she's problematic sometimes. Um, that's a, that's a very easy and fair answer. So yeah. it's not like a, yeah, I mean like, but I also, I also agree with what you said about how like she did something that actually showed us or helped us realize that this might just be unrealistic or like there were other realizations. So it's not like, yes, it might be negative in, in some way, but there was a positive that came out of it. Like even her, like going back to law school or like her going against what people have to say, like just constantly like doing things that push the envelope that people are like, oh, like, why are you going to law school? Like, what, like, what, what purpose do you have going to law school? Do your thing. I mean, like, you want to be a lawyer, if even if it's just to have the JD for the sake of having a JD, please go get it. I mean, like, she's she's done good things and she's done set some unrealistic ex- expectations as well. But like, that's just my easy answer out because I Kanye, um, Jay Z, and Beyonce are, are cannot yeah. pass ups for me. Yeah. Um. We were playing Would You Rather in the car. Amber, did you have some Would You Rathers? I do. For I us. Some quick Would You Rather. So let's not uh, do them so long as we did these. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is supposed to be a strange exchange. So. I know, but that last one was too long. I was zoning out a little. Okay. Um, these are just fun, simple, easy ones. Okay. Uh, would you rather only be able to have one child or seven? Seven. I'm going to go with one. Mm. Seven. You're you're <laughs> you're having those seven. Yeah, I'll have those seven. Mm. It's because I'm an only child. Oh right, right, right. So I want seven. Okay, I'm gonna go with one because this body got to snap back at some point. Seven Woo! children is so fun and lit. It yeah, is. when yeah, you're it's, like, them. it's like your own football team at some point. Farm, but football team is cool too. <laughs> I mean, listen, we we breaking some brown parents here tips or you're not sending your kids to the farm they're going to oh, no, no, no. play football That's, no, no. it's a whole band actually it's an orchestra in itself why why is a brown farmer a bad stereotype farming is lit like it farming is. is such a and by the way it doesn't have to be a means of life like oh you mean just like have like one who like sows the stuff one who like 
I, I look Frost up to it and admire to have seven children for child labor. No, I'm yes. just kidding. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? One, one child having, labor? having, farm? having kids farm? on a work on a farm is so such like a great thing for them to learn how to work together, take care of things, all of that. And like just having responsibilities. And you don't like, think they could just do that by washing the dishes at home? I'm confused. No, that washing dishes it's is more very fun different on farming. a farm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that each family has like their- clerk, Me wearing right? overalls, <laughs> having a straw <laughs> in my mouth, a cowboy hat. Life, so that's I, I admire and look up to an uncle in my community, Uncle Salim, uh, who always is so kind to lend us his house. And he's, you know, done his career and, and uh, all his kids are like studying and, and going on to great professions. Um, but he, for fun, does has a farm, mm-hmm. uh, which we've used in, in our videos. And it's so and awesome really to cool. see him live out his passion and, like, you know, just take care of it. Chickens I think that's really cool. and goats and yeah. ponies, but then also, like, vegetables. I think that's really cool. And the kids part, I think, like, I grew up with all my cousins. And I have so many cousins in Pakistan that, like, it was – we just spent so much time and, and learned from each other. We got in fights and we, like – roasted each other and bagged on each other and it just helps you grow up and learn to deal with things so much faster mm-hmm. i think siblings are great i mean you siblings uh, are great yeah but putting them on a farm i mean maybe not so much <laughs> <laughs> siblings why'd you go are with great but I why'd you go with one chummer i i went with one just so i feel like personally or like it just depends um what the family's like right but putting enough attention on each child Mm-hmm. I feel like. Do that's you feel like you were neglected as a child? Is that is that where it's coming from? Um, no, I just feel like. <laughs> said, and it's probably uh, the opposite, right? Like because uh, there's only two of you, you, you probably got a decent amount. We of We got attention. a decent amount, so like I wouldn't want a child to be like neglected or something like that. So I feel like with one, I could you know put a lot of. Well, the older siblings the can like help yeah. in, step up, and yeah, then they I get this really tight bond like with that. them. I don't. I don't. I don't like when it's like, oh, I'll, I can have these kids, and then my oldest one can you know, take on this responsibility when that is still a child. That older one, regardless of their 10, 11, or 12, is still a child, and they don't have responsibility raising a child that's your responsibility. Sure, they can help out. But, like, I think that, you know, it's fine, but it, it, it does bother me when people, um, say, like, say or want to do it be- only because I work with kids. Yeah. When they want to have their older child yeah. take care of the younger one because it's not their responsibility. Yeah. If they'd like to out of the, you know, genuine love of their heart, but it should not be a responsibility just because they are their yeah. sibling. I think mm-hmm. ideally I would love to have seven kids. It's just like, I'm thinking, pra- I chose practically. Finances. Like, practically. Putting like, them all in college. Yeah, all that, like. That's screw yeah. it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I work Honestly, with kids and I'm just like, I could, way. I agree with Charmier. I just could not pay enough attention to seven. Yeah. It just wouldn't be fair. It's okay. okay. Well, well, what's your, um, <laughs> what's your other one? We'll start okay. the football team on the farm. It's okay. <laughs> Would you rather be in a bad relationship for the rest of your life or have no significant other for the rest of your life? Eeks. Oh God. I'm going to go last on this one. No significant other. Really? Hmm. I'm gonna I, go bad relationship. What's a ba- what's a bad relationship? Yeah, yeah what is that? Just generic. I don't. What's I don't extent? have the details of these questions, guys. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I'll go with the bad relationship. Yeah. I think. Um, Divya. <laughs> I don't have an answer. To Divya, this. don't Choose look at one. me like that. We all chose an answer. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Um. 
Can we, like, can we make exceptions to this, like, no significant? Yeah. Like, There's no exceptions to like, would you rather. What well, like, what's the, Just choose we, one right off the bat. Obviously, there's nuance to all discussions. That's not what we're talking about here. Just choose an answer. Um, um, shit. Uh, I'd go with no significant other. You're funny. No, I actually swear. Like, I think that the whole, like, bad relationship really has, has taught me Amber, to, to Amber, not what go would you, with the bad relationship. What would you go with? I, I said it. I said I'd do a bad relationship. Why? Um, I simply, I just, I would probably feel better. Suffering. Being, no, not suffering. <laughs> but, like, being in a relationship that I'm actually, like, working towards rather than feeling like I might be empty and not ever have that experience at oh, all. Oh, wait. You never said that you could work towards a better relationship. I'm just saying that I, it's I probably li- naturally would, right? But it's, it's in the fine print of her question. It, but it's, it literally is in the fine. You said bad relationship okay, for the I, rest I, of I'm, your I'm life. Gonna, I'm going to work backwards then. Uh, I'm going to say have no significant other <laughs> for the rest of your life. Sorry. That seems to me more empty. Sorry. Than, than working on a relationship. I don't want to not have a significant rest, uh, significant other for the rest of my life because I would associate that with being empty and unsure of what could have been. So you're saying you need a man to feel fulfilled? No, oh. but I'm saying that is Woo-hoo. half my deed. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't working towards. Okay, yeah, like I think that's a given. You could try, but like the the question was like it's gonna be there for the rest of your life. So. Yeah. For me, wait, wait. Why would you choose a I bad? I got you. Okay, let's go. I want to so, hear it. So, so you got that? Um, I think I'm in tons of bad relationships already. Not with like significant <laughs> others, you know. I think throughout life you go through, um, people you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so, well, this one specifically says you're stuck I, with. This I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> that that teaches you patience. Mm-hmm. Lots of patience, and like at the end of the day. You know, people see you and and you go and we die one day. And what is the reward for being patient? Having, having a bad suburb, relationship. And, you know, trying and and you know, trying to make it make it work and, and put up with it and patience. I don't know. Like I feel like um Poetic. Poetic. Very poetic of you. I feel like patience is the is the is the main thing there. Like you would get really if you have to put up with that. What what other choice do you have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, what are you gonna do with all this patience when you have it? Go to like heaven with it? I'm confused. Patience goes a long way. Yeah. If you if you're treated a certain way, um, over and over, and that's the rest of your life, then the way that you treat others, maybe you don't want to, um, have the same thing. Maybe you can give other people. But why would you choose? Why would you choose to inflict suffering on yourself for the rest of your life? Maybe you could take it. Well, that's the reason I chose uh, single is because if it's a bad relationship, odds are it's a bad relationship for them too. And True. I wouldn't want the other person to suffer. Facts. And um, for me, I'd probably be A, more productive. Um, B, like I probably have more patience because I'm not getting into these relationships. Well, they can leave. I can't. I'm, I, <laughs> I answered the would you rather. Yeah. I say I, I show her the contract. I, I answered this would you rather. So I can't leave. If you want to leave, you know. Well, well, she can't leave because then you got to make her stay. That's the whole point of the bad relationship. Mm-hmm. She's you got to make her stay in it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and how do you make her stay? You give it your all, and you have be patience. Okay. No, 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 no toxicity. toxicity. One more, guys. Ooh. Okay, one more. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors, or go into the future and meet your great great grandchildren? Ancestors. Ancestors for me. 
I feel like I feel like the the second one could be a disappointment. I would never I could never be disappointed. <laughs> yes. yes. That is exactly the what ancestors, I was thinking how could I be disappointed with my ancestors? Yeah. I'm out here. Yeah. yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like oh, facts. Like Take not that. even on 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 a on a like flex type thing, but like I think like you could use that knowledge to your benefit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you that see, could always be beautiful. It's yeah. you could be like, oh, like this is where I come from. This is how I'd like to integrate into my life. You see your great grandchildren mess up. You're like, dang. Well, <laughs> that was actually my child's 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 fault. So I mean, I can do the best here, but I don't know what, what can happen when I'm gone three generations. That's now. how our ancestors are going to feel about us when we visit them. Oh snap! Like, <laughs> what you did, son? What you did? That's you got funny. a podcast? What is that? A I, podcast? I went around the world in a ship and I fought in these wars. And you have a podcast? It's okay. I had an empire called the Ottomans. Like, what do you got? Strange flavors? Ronald Polo? Ron Paul? This is your empire, Ronald Polo? It's Ron Paul, actually. Ron Paul. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't even, you know, I, I'm i down with the seven kids, but I don't even want to see what they look like later. <laughs> like once yeah. I'm gone, I want to set them up past the torch and be like, yo, you guys do your things. Yeah, fight you're over good the land. from here. Fight, fight, over Ron. <laughs> fight over Ron Paul for me yeah. while I'm gone. Take the assets, do what you want. I I did my thing. I gave my best effort. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would that would definitely be, mm-hmm. I don't know, it'd be cool. Yeah, but cool. we all we all say ancestors. Yeah, I say ancestors. Is that what you said? Yeah, ancestors for yeah. sure. That's a good one. Those are all good. Yeah. yeah. Good um, yeah, but I think that's enough for today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do let's do one last thing. I want to show you guys this thing. Uh speaking of like a would you rather, uh, this is a little bit more of like a what would you do in this situation type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um there's this video. There's of, a show called what, is it? what Would You Do? What would you do? Yeah, that's what the show is. Oh, okay. Now it's time for what would you do? Ooh. Um this is a video of the baby. He comes out of his uh, van to these kids who are selling candy. Mm-hmm. And then the kids, you can start playing the video if you uh, turn down a little bit. Um, the kids are overpricing. So you'll see. Can you make a full screen? So see. Yeah, like he wants two hundred for the whole box of candy. Yeah. Yeah. Two dollars, so man, this up. How does two hundred? I make four hundred every day off the nation. How much you want for your box? These niggas. <laughs> <laughs> they say I make four hundred off the. You make four hundred off the box and you sell them for two dollars. Yeah. Let's count. Let's count. It was thirty-four times two, my boy. It ain't two hundred. That's two. It ain't. It ain't. Nothing. It ain't even a hundred dollars. <laughs> Sixty-eight dollars. What about you? Damn, he's good at math. Uh, he literally just multiplied by two. You give me one, two. So he's giving him just two dollars a piece. Two dollars for two pieces of candy. Dollar each, dollar bit. And the other guy too. You gotta use your head, oh, man. man. You got. You trying to play? Man. I was gonna bless you anyway. You would've got the two hundred. Now you got two dollars. Y'all be good. Love. Okay. Okay. Love, yeah, keep pause it. So, yeah, so the situation is, we see these situations a lot where like a celebrity will be recording. Oh, there's these kids on the street. Like, let's you know buy their whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Four hundred. Okay, I'll give you four hundred. But what the baby did in the situation is he was like, oh, you tried to play me. Uh, I was gonna bless you anyways, but the fact that you're pretty much asking for it, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What do you guys think? Is the baby wrong for that? Um, no, I think he's 100% I'm going to say I kind of do this in Pakistan. <laughs> like <laughs> I go to Pakistan, right? And before I talk, they offer me a really good price. And then oh. they hear me talk. And then the price somehow triples, quadruples. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to buy this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to pay like a really good price, whatever. But now I'm not with it. So I don't know. Because you got played. And, and we're talking about spe- uh, specifically people who have less mm-hmm. than you. Uh, the same kid with these uh, same case with these kids who like obviously the baby's loaded, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But these kids are trying to, you know, make some cash on they, the side they, selling candy. They see he's got Balenciaga like chains, and he, they know. Yeah, he's man, a rapper. and they recognize him right away. Yeah, so they're like, oh, we can get two hundred, three hundred off of him, easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Divya, you said you said you agree with the baby one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Teach kids the value of money, man. Mm. But what about like the fact that? he recorded and posted it. Do you think it needed to be? That's a lesson. I mean, that's a lot. Okay. Like it's not, see, we've like this whole like display of, uh, Whatever you're teaching has existed for years. I mean, they used to literally like flag display flog, of charity, flog, not flag, flog people like back in the days and like front of each other and like as a a lesson to society. Kind but, of refreshing, actually. Yeah, we're so used to like people just giving away money just yeah, for the and, clout that this is, and which is fine. But here's the thing: is like he's also letting them know too, right? Like, yeah, you. Could like in a way you blocked your blessing by lying. Mm-hmm. Like lying isn't going to get you here. You were going to get the blessing anyway had you been respectful. Uh, had you been honest and not lied, mm-hmm. you came here. You lied to me. You tried to play me. Mm-hmm. What you're going to learn here is that you can't play me. You shouldn't play people. Here's your two dollars, which is what you deserve for one piece of candy, and go on. Next time, maybe they'll know. And honestly, it's a quick math lesson too. How are you going to tell somebody right there, hey, there's 34 pieces of candy here and I sell them for $2 a piece. I sell this box for $250 in a day. That's what this is worth. Now, some people commented on this and said, you know, the kids could have been selling drugs or something. Mm. They're out here trying to, you know, sell candy. And this could be like discouraging and just people like, man, I might as well just keep selling drugs. Is that fair or not? That's dramatic. What? Dramatic? Why does where did the drugs come from? Well, I mean, there's they're a lot of people they that because because there's a lot of money in drugs, and you will yeah, make but, what they're what they're saying. I mean, that's like I don't know, Loki kind of like an excuse, like oh, they could have been doing this, but mm-hmm. like praise them for this. It's like mm-hmm. no, we should always go towards a positive direction. Like if they're doing something wrong, let's teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like go that way. Like I don't know why we have to look reverse. He didn't scowl them. He didn't say anything wrong to them. He pointed out the flaw in their math, then let them yeah, know. He did don't it block very, your like, blessings. He wasn't condescending. Well. He wasn't like a. No, no, that that he was. He didn't disrespect. He was. He them. wasn't scorning them. That's what it yeah, is. He like, like he, he wasn't like you. You guys are out here trying to play. He was like, hey, I'm just letting you know mm-hmm. what you're doing is wrong, and I'm gonna give you what you uh, what what it's worth. And here are the facts. Going. Here are the facts. Here's the, here's the facts. Yeah, I like yeah, that he did still buy. Yeah. a yeah. piece of candy. Yeah. yeah, and was like, here, I'll just take you know one. So didn't completely like as you guys are saying, like shut the door and be like, yo, get lost, try to pour water on them and like something random Mm -hmm. where he embarrasses them further than just letting letting them know how it is and then still buying something from Mm -hmm. them. Um, I mean, I like if I was there, I would have probably just like bought the box with the the candies for what he said, like two times 34 and given him that if I was being generous, mm -hmm. but I would still go with the the two for for niceness. I think the baby takes a hit for many people here where it's just like he did something that, you know, you, 
you, Amber, described it as like refreshing, where there are people that are going to watch to be like, you know what, like good. But mm-hmm. not everybody has the guts to do what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And definitely like post it because it can look bad on the baby's part, yeah. right? Yeah. But for him to be like, no, like I'm a hustler. I can-. He actually says at the end of this video, he goes, I used to do this. Yeah. He says that I used to sell candy. Yeah. So this is how I grew up. And you can't try to hustle. You got to do it in the, the correct. The honest way. Honest, ethical way. I like that. I didn't even know like he said that. But that mm-hmm. I think that makes a full circle and makes it like, okay, mm. like there is a good message behind this and why he posted it and stuff like that. Yeah. Does it make a difference because he's uh, African-American? What? what if what if Bezos did this? He'd probably get canceled. Yeah. Or, or okay, not even know, Bezos because okay. he's, he's like a billionaire. Uh, let's say like... Uh, I think the Tom only Hanks reason why this is okay is because one... I'm knowing this now that DeBaby used to sell candy and that was his hustle too. Yeah. But two, it's it's the same languages, right? Like it's the relatability. It's not somebody, hey, I'm like, like here's my like God-given power over you I'm and I'm going to exert it, whatever. Mm. I, it's like, hey, I can relate to you. I was here. I'm going to tell you what it is in your language, in my language, which is, you know, culture. And hey- this is what it is. All right, cool. Bye. I think it's different if it was like a suited up white guy who hasn't ever sold candy on the street. That was his hustle who maybe had like, and I'm assuming that we're speaking about like the silver spoon in hand mm-hmm. uh, type of white guy who didn't have those experiences. Obviously that's not every white guy. But what if it is uh, some white guy? Well, the reason it? I'm asking is because uh, there was a lot of comments that, uh, People were like, because this was posted on like World Star and Shade Room and whatever else. And people were asking the same question. And so there were people that were like, only we do this to our community, right? And we can't speak on the black experience, right. um, all of us being like South Asian. But um, I know that, for example, like 6 9 mm-hmm. right? Like people hate the dude, whatever the case might be. But uh, whenever he goes and sees Mexicans or he actually goes to Mexico and stuff, people are like running up and asking him for money and stuff. And he is just giving it to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it has to become like a battle of communities and who does what for who. Mm-hmm. But that was like something that people pointed out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you can't even compare it to white people because there's not like a, mm-hmm. there's not that same thing of like white people trying to save mm-hmm. other white people, right? Like that mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not like a, um, on the same level. Yeah. You would never say only we do this to our people if you were white. We could say this to our own culture. Amber's giving me the sleepy eyes. The timer has gone beyond its limit. I think it's time to... It's time for Amber it. to be the baby <laughs> yes. and go to sleep. Um, but okay. Uh, <laughs> this was um, a pleasure having you here, Livia. Thank you, so, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Even though it was a struggle getting you to get all your hair together and go on get the ride. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm nonetheless, done. we're really glad that not only did you come this week, it was really cool seeing the whole Jalebi baby drop right in front of my eyes and everything. Very cool experience from the outside in. Yeah. Love having you around. You're a very strong, independent, powerful person. And I love having you, not just in my life, but in our lives as a group. And yeah. thanks for coming around. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed our stay. Last message? Mm-hmm. Your stay? My stay. Hope I enjoyed my stay. You mean? Oh, what did I say? Our? Our stay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, your stay here, I guess. You know. Final message to the people. 
Ah, uh, crap. This one's hard. What do you want me to say? Like, it's supposed to be inspirational or like. No, just no, you could literally anything. say like, make sure you poop. <laughs> okay, well, make sure you poop because it's a vital function. But you know, um, stay safe. Um, everything's opening back up. We're in a post-pandemic world. You know, apparently. what a politician. Uh, post-Panasonic world. I think maybe post-parallelogram. Post. Panda Express. Panera Bread. Panera Bread. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, just stay safe, you know. Um, stay healthy. Listen to Strange Flavors. Like, subscribe, uh, hit whatever buttons that need to be hit that I Hey, don't, thanks. We don't even do that. I don't know what buttons. Like, subscribe, are. and click the notification click, bell. And leave a rate. Click, click and the bell for notifications. I, I Listen, I just like made my social media uh, comeback since... Follow her since like three years in the last two days. So I'm still getting used to this whole a like, day with Divya. A day with Divya. You know what you're doing. Uh, I mean, I know what I'm doing. It's just like I don't want to do it. But you know, <laughs> you know how social media is like this whole pressure, like anxiety situation. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Follow. Yeah. Follow Divya. If you're here for a good time, have a good time. If you're here for a long time, stay for a long time. But you know, here for a good time and a long time. Drizzy Dubai. Jersey, Jersey, Dubai. I like that. Thank you, Divya. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>